We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Tyrese Halliburton, and you're listening to Setting the Pace. What's going on? Welcome back to another episode here of Setting the Pace. And this is not only a special episode because we've got Pacers guard Benedict Matherin on, but Fachi, we are celebrating our five-year anniversary of when this podcast was established back in 2018. So crazy to think about how far we've come, but it's awesome to celebrate it here with a conversation with Benedict Matherin. No better way to celebrate it. I remember in the past, we were like, we got to do something big for our 100th episode. And, <laughs> and it's like, that would get tough. Or like, oh, 200th. This is the way to celebrate a five-year anniversary. And the craziest thing is we didn't even plan it that way. It yeah. just worked out, and I think it was probably meant to work out. Yeah, it was definitely meant to be, and I think you guys are going to absolutely love the vibes that Benedict Matherin puts off in this conversation. I mean, when you're talking to Ben, you definitely just feel like the sky's the limit for this guy. Uh, he's got so much, I'd say, confidence in his game and in his abilities that I'd be stunned if we don't see a second-year jump, Fotch. Oh, absolutely. I mean, from talking with Ben, I, I started looking at the clock and I started thinking, I think I still have enough time to do something great today. Like, it made me <laughs> want to go out there and, and be elite. So the, the confidence that Ben has, I mean, you could you could feel it throughout the episode. And this guy is ready for the sophomore year, there will be no sophomore slump. He's been putting in the work. You're going to hear all about some of the players that he's been working out with this year to take his game to the next level. Absolutely, Fachi. So we're going to go ahead and get out of the way. We're going to take a quick commercial break, but wanted to throw this out there right now. If this is your first time checking out the podcast because you wanted to hear our conversation with Benedict, we want to thank you so much for being a part of this episode, for listening to it. And if you like what you're hearing, after this episode's over, go give us a five-star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get it. Subscribe if you like the show, and uh, we'll have plenty of Pacers coverage for you. But let's go ahead and take a quick break, and then we'll have our conversation with Benedict Matherin. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Pacer fans, joining us now is the one and only Benedict Matherin coming into his sophomore season. Ben, how's it going? Good. Yeah, how you doing? I'm doing awesome, man. I want to say I was at your camp on Saturday. It was a great turnout, and I thought you guys had a lot of fun things going on there. The kids seem to be having a great time. Just talk to me a little bit about that camp, and, and what was your reasoning by starting this camp here, having your first camp in Indianapolis? Uh, it was good. It was it was really good. I had the help of you know, a lot, a lot of people, and especially the Pacers. And, you know, my goal was pretty much just to have a camp where kids could come uh, not only play, uh, get gear, but have fun, you know. Um, for like, you know, the game of basketball is fun. And that was pretty much the main, the main focus for me. Ben, how much did it mean to you to not only have your sister at your camp, but also fellow teammates and coaches present? It was good. Like I said, you know, I was really grateful. Uh, you know, for the help of my team, my family to make to make the camp happen, and you know, it was it was really a success. I had a lot of people reaching out to me and telling me how you know they they enjoyed uh, coming to the camp. So uh, it was it was for sure a, a great thing to to have. Awesome, I'm sure that'll be something that you continue to do too as well um, as you're here in Indiana. But I know this off season has probably been a bit of a long one. You know, finished playing in April, the season starts back up here in October. Anything you did in this offseason that was just something you were working on to improve your game? Yeah. I mean, I I was in I was in California. I was traveling a little bit this summer, but I was in California for like six weeks. Uh, went back home for a little bit. Um, I mean, I was working. You know, I was really working, you know, two or three times a day. And, uh, you know, it's every day. So I feel like it was a big commitment for me to do. But at the same time, you know, it is – ready to pay off in the next few weeks. So it was fun. Uh, we're all excited about that. One thing that we commonly hear is one of the biggest challenges for a rookie, it's the number of games compared to the college schedule. Was it a challenge for you going from, say, you know, 37 games that you played as a sophomore at Arizona to nearly 80 games last season? For sure. I mean, it definitely was a challenge. I'm going to be honest. The first 20 games, I was like, man, that's easy. You know, I'm just <laughs> light. 
Uh, and then, you know, after All-Star break, I was like, okay, like, you know, um, playing 82 games compared to 37, like you said, was definitely a big change. So you talked about going to California. There was a video that was all over social media where you were working out with Clay Thompson. I'm curious, what was that workout like? And was there anything that Clay taught you in those workouts? Um, it was good. It was good having, you know, obviously playing with one of the best shooters in the world of all time. So it was fun. You know, we got to play one-on-one, got to do shooting drills. Uh, I know, you know, I I, I have to talk with Jordan, source culture is uh, because, you know, all the clips he put was, it was Clay making shots. <laughs> so I got to make sure you change the narrative, but it was fun. I actually beat him in one-on-one and beat him in a shooting contest. So, uh, Wanted to yeah. do that. For sure. <laughs> no, that, that's awesome. They're going to have to, you know, show some of those other clips because yeah, I needed to hear more about that one-on-one. And I'm happy that we got that answer. Um, sure. But one thing, you know, you talked about shooting with Clay. Obviously, you think of Clay Thompson, you think of one of the best three-point shooters that has ever played the game. Maybe it's three-point shooting. Maybe it's something else. What part of your game do you think will look most different to fans this upcoming season due to the work that you've been putting in this offseason as the Pacers look to take that step forward towards the playoffs? I think I've taken my game to, you know, to a different level. I think, I'm, you know, I was labeled as a, you know, drive left and, you know, could not really, you know, I could shoot it the first, the first 30 games. But I feel like the main thing for me was, you know, conditioning. I feel like I was, you know, running a lot this summer and, you know, taking game shots. But, I think my game has taken a big step. Uh, you know, I, I'm not really trying to t- say what I worked on because, you know, scouting report is is real. But um, man, I'm really I'm really excited, man. I'm really excited for what's coming and you know the games, obviously, and you know having an All Star indie and all this stuff. So it'll be fun. So one of the questions we always ask players when they come on is, what are, what are some season goals you have for yourself? And, and we had Miles on just about a month ago, and he said he wanted to be a 50, 40, 90 guy. So I'm curious. Do you have any personal goals for yourself this upcoming year? I think my, my, my personal goal goes with the team. I think I'm, you know, I, like I said, I've, you know, worked really hard this summer uh, to become a better player. And my, my personal goal is, you know, to help the team make the playoffs. You know, I think I think um, having, you know, Bruce Brown and, you know, and and, and OT and OB, um, having the guys on the team right now, we have a, we have a decent team, you know, uh, good enough to make to make a long run so i'm gonna be honest you know i'm i'm really i'm really locked in into um you know helping the team win and we got a lot of guys that have yet to taste that first experience of the playoffs and the fan base were dying to get back there but one quote i want to share with you which i thought was awesome and i would love if more players would embrace this is you talked about when it came to rick carlisle you said rick carlisle has been hard on me but i asked for it is there an example of some tough love that Rick may have showed you that you were able to learn and benefit from? For sure. I mean, I think, you know, from the first day I got to, you know, I got coached by Rick and, you know, right now I think our relationship grew a lot, you know, and I don't think it would have happened if I didn't ask him, you know, to coach me, to coach me a certain way, because I told him I want to be great. You know, a lot of players want to be good and, you know, that's fine. But I told him, uh, I'm, you know, I, I really want to be great, and he's been around great players, and he's, you know, he's a Hall of Fame coach as well. So, I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, having a coach, you know, who, who who's uh, who's hard on you, just showing you that, you know, he wants the best for you. So, I mean, so yeah. 
I'm curious a little bit about your position now being in the league for a year and then you get two rookies coming in, Jairus Walker, Ben Shepard. Um, what kind of advice have you given those two rookies as they've entered in their rookie season and maybe some things you learned last year? Uh, I would say the main thing for them to, to you know, is just the rookie duties. You know, they got to bring the donuts, uh, <laughs> make sure they bring on the plane. Uh, I'm a vet now, so they want to bring my donuts. But um, main thing on the court is, you know, don't you know if you have questions, you know, don't don't hesitate to ask. You know, last I remember last year I used to have I used to do a lot of mistakes, but I was able to learn and not only grow as a person, but also grow as a player. So don't be afraid to ask questions. Who you know, speaking on on that topic, I mean, now you are a veteran, but who was one of the biggest? veterans for you last year really helping you through your rookie season uh Jane, I, I would say james johnson you know obviously you know we miles tj those guys but i think you know the vet who really you know helped me the most uh on and off the court was you know definitely james johnson you know i think he's had a great impact not only on me but you know the rookies last year during kb so uh he's obviously had a great a great a great impact on you know how to approach the game and how many ups and downs you're going to go through the season because it's it's such a long season, you know, plays or games. Uh, I mean, I can tell you a funny story. I remember uh, training, pre-training camp, we used to, you know, scrimmage. And uh, <laughs> we used to play against the starters. And I remember he was on my team. And it was tight game both sides. And he had the ball in his hands. And I clap it. And I clap it. I clap it so hard, the whole gym could hear it. And I was like, yo, throw it. Throw it. You know, it's, it's, it's just automatic. And then he said, he said, pause. He said, he said, yo, he said, don't, <laughs> he said, don't ever clap. The, he said, don't ever clap at me again. But, you know, it's James Johnson. So that was kind of like the moment where I was like, you know, you really can't do anything. So, cool. man. Yeah, I uh, I don't think I'd want to mess with James Johnson. <laughs> I think he might be one of the most scariest players in the league. So, <laughs> Uh, there's no doubt about that. But uh, talking about leadership, this year, obviously, James Johnson, not back with the team. George Hill, not back with the team right now. But Tyrese Halliburton is the leader of this team. He just signed a max extension in the offseason to be with the with the Pacers for the next five years after this season. So what kind of leader has Ty been for you, and how big do you think him signing that max extension was for this franchise? Uh, you know, Ty has been amazing since, you know, the first day I met him. Uh, you know, I met him through the, you know, the whole draft process and I, I think I already know who he was as, you know, as a player, uh, at, uh, at the school, but I think, uh, you know, he's really underrated. I think not a lot of people knows, you know, what he means when he does stuff. And I feel like it goes a long way. You know, he was hurt, you know, for a lot of games during the season. And I remember him just being the best teammate, you know, I think you've seen the picture of him, uh, the picture of him with, and I think it was Austin Reeves. He was dunking and he was really hype. He was in the mm -hmm. air and all yep. hype. You know, that's really that's really who he who he is as a person. You know, he's always uh, brought the you know the good energy, but also um, the good leadership. Man, we're really excited for you know he's coming off an All Star year, but as this team continues to grow together, a it feels like the the ceiling has been raised on this team. You talked about some of the players that have come in between Obi Top and, and uh, you know, Jarris Walker, Bruce Brown, a few others, a lot of competition. Can you describe the biggest difference for a player as it relates to 
coming off the bench versus starting. So at one point, it looked like you were potentially the sixth man of the year, and you finished mm-hmm. the season 17 starts as well as ending the season as a starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously I feel like, you know, teams have different, you know, different situations. You know, like I said, you know, I was a rookie last year. Obviously, I was coming off the bench, you know, and I was kind of like, you know, bringing the score into the second lineup. You know, I feel like different different teams have different needs. But, you know, this year we have such a good, you know, roster that, you know, first, second, and third lineup, you know, like could be the first, you know, it could be the, could be anything. So, uh, I mean, it's, it is obviously a battle. You know, everybody wants to start. Everybody wants to, you know, to be on a starting lineup and, I feel like that's really the beauty of it, you know, going into training camp. Uh, you know, we're going to fight, you know, every single day. And that's pretty much what is going to help us build, uh, you know, the chemistry that we need for us to make a deep run. Yeah, I think last year, you know, the team struggled defensively, but that was kind of the big goal this offseason was for this team to come back, be a better defensive minded team. What can you do with your game personally to become a better defender? Um. I mean, I would say, you know, to me, it's just taking every match, you know, personal. I think, you know, last year I had, you know, some the coach to get on my, to get, you know, to get on me a little bit for me to be locked in defensively. But, you know, like I said, I'm coming with a different approach this year. Like, you know, I want, I want, I want to be the best two way in the league. You know, I want to, I want to be the best two way player in the league. And I think I have, you know, all the physical tools to be, but it's just, I got to stay consistent and, you know, come to work every day. Staying on that, if you want to be you know, one of the best two ways out there, which is everything to strive for, who do you really watch film on? Who are some of the players that you're really studying to say, man, I got to pick up on those tendencies or I want my game to resemble a little bit more of, of that person? Uh, to be honest, I wouldn't say I watch anybody currently. I think I've, you know, been around players the whole summer that I was able to, you know, to pick up a few things, like, you know, per se uh, – you know, Lou Dort is so, is so good at staying, you know, on the ball and, you know, getting through screens. You know, I was playing one-on-one. I actually won, it, I actually won, it, won against him. But, like, I was able to pick up a few things against him, how he's able to get through screens and he taught me a few things, too. Uh, it didn't work against me, but, like, you know, against other people, it might, it might be working, so. That's great. I mean, speaking of Lou Dort, I know he's from Canada as well as you, and I know Andrew's from Canada, too. There's been a lot of fans asking, why was Benedict and Andrew not part of Team Canada this year? I'm curious, what was the reasoning behind not playing with Team Canada? And then I'm also curious your thoughts on them finishing with the bronze medal. Uh, I mean, my personal reason was, you know, I feel like I could have done a lot more in my rookie year. And, uh, you know, I really want to make a big jump, you know, this next season. So, I mean, this season upcoming. So, uh, for me, it was just about getting better and, you know, be as much as I can, uh, be in the gym as much as I can. So, uh, I mean, it was amazing. You know, I watched every single game and um, it was great seeing how Canada was able to bring, you know, the, the bronze medal home. Yeah. I love how hungry you are to take those next steps going into year two. But I know Alex mentioned it earlier, but you making all rookie first team for the Pacers, it was the first time that had been done by a Pacer since 1989 with Rick Smith. So it is uh, quite the accomplishment. So we can't wait to see what you have in year two. But is there a player that maybe, you know, we're not talking about right now on this roster that due to their offseason work, we should really be looking out for 
to have a breakout year? Um, I mean, if I really had to, you know, to pick one player, I would say Andrew Nemhard. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think he's, uh, you know, not not a lot of people knows what he can do, obviously, you know, and I mean, I've been playing with him for, for a minute and, you know, I knew him before and he's kind of always been under like the radar. So like, uh, I mean, I've seen him work, you know, I've played against, played against him, obviously, and, you know, five on five and playing one on one and his game has, you know, I've taken, you know, a different, different kind of like perspective. He's always been a, a good, uh, a good two-way player. And now, you know, just evolving again, uh, I'm really excited to see him this season. Yeah, I definitely think that he got snubbed from the all-rookie team. I thought he should have at least made the second team. I think he missed it by one point. Uh, someone gave yeah. Tari Eason a first-team vote or something like that, and it took him off there by just one point. So I was a bit disappointed for Andrew because I thought he had a really good season, especially stepping in as that starter when originally he wasn't even in the rotation. But uh, we do have some rapid-fire questions for you here. Uh, just answer them as quick as you can, but – you can also give as much thought and input as you want to it too. So uh, I'm just curious, what's your go-to food spot here in Indiana? Food spots. Um, man, that's hard. <laughs> I'll be honey to fellow. Oh, I love that. Uh, what are your favorite shoes? To open or? Yeah. yeah, to open. Hoopin is probably the BYW Adidas. Gotcha. Nice. Uh, what's your favorite thing to do outside of basketball? I know you are just like so obsessed with basketball, but anything else you like to do outside of basketball? I like to play with my dogs. I like Love to it. bake. Yeah, I like to bake as well. Okay. Nice. What, what What are you baking and what kind of dogs you got? I have uh, two French bulldogs. Okay. Um, I like to bake cookies. I like, I like cupcakes and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm trying to make peach cobbler. It hasn't been well, but I'm trying to learn. This is the type of stuff I wanted to hear because I don't think anybody knew that, you know, you love to bake in your free time. I love that. I need to pick up that because I can't bake for anything. So I respect that. But who's the funniest teammate to have on the Pacers? The funniest teammate? Yeah. Uh, I would probably say Buddy. I've heard that a buddy few times. Yeah, he's funny. What makes him so funny? Uh, just his accent, you know, and, you know, his accent, the way he talks, you know, and the way, the way he acts, too, you know, it makes he cracks jokes sometimes, you know, that are pretty funny. You got uh, you got any funny Buddy Hill stories that are worth sharing? Uh, well, it's not. I don't, I, I don't think you would say that it's funny, but I actually beat him today one-on-one. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say right now and later. I mean, I, nobody has beat me one on one on the team, so I wanted to know. I, I did have I mean, that was gonna be a follow up of like who can take you down because I like what I'm hearing so far this year. It, it sounds like you're undefeated. Yeah, I know you're right. You definitely right. Buddy Hill can definitely definitely not take me. I, I got the uh, Mathurin jersey on right now, so I I, I know. I, what's I really going down. I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate that. Uh, man, Andrew Nemhar really can't guard me. Kendall Brown is. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think. Who Daniel Tice, barbecue chicken? Yes. Uh, man. I mean, I would have you probably have to see it, you know. But um, yeah, I'm on the feet. It's still. 
Well, I love to hear that. Oh, man. So I, I guess kind of following up with that, what was your favorite play or game from last season? My favorite what? Like your favorite play? Did you have a favorite play, like a highlight reel, or maybe a favorite game from last year or both? Uh, I would say one of my favorite plays was Aaron Aaron Neesmith dunk on Jared Allen. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I was. I, I don't think anybody else could see what I seen from that angle. It was probably the. It was a crazy dunk, but like you know, you know Vince Carter when he dunks and he keeps bouncing. Yeah, like he kept bouncing after the dunk. And I was like, yeah. Everybody was hyped, too. The whole crowd was crazy. Man. Nah, we love that. We had Aaron on. We had to have him talk about that dunk. So that was definitely a moment last season. Uh, who's your favorite one-on-one matchup last season that you were involved with? One-on-one matchup. That's a great question, man. I, I would say I would say Drew Holiday. He's tough. He's a, You think he's the yeah, best he's... defender in the league? Yeah. I, yeah, I would say, I would say top two for sure. Okay, who who else you got up there with him? I mean, I'm I'm putting you know like kind of Lou Dort, yeah, into that. The Dortcher Chamber is a real thing. I, I think Indiana fans would love that here. So if if you want to do some recruiting, I'd be up for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I'm curious. Rick Carlisle is a pretty funny personality. I, I know like uh, he's just hilarious to me. But what's the funniest thing Rick Carlisle said to you before? The funniest thing? Yeah. Um, man, he cracked me so many jokes, I can't even remember, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, if you got uh, a Carlisle story, that'd be just as – I'd love to hear one of those, too. Carlisle story? Yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't say right now. I'm going to just keep it for when I'm retired. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I respect that. Um, But I, I do love how Carlisle's personality, it's starting to come out a little bit more and more because what you see on TV is definitely not the, the whole side of Rick. Uh, but if you could work out with any player, who would it be? Um, probably Kyrie Irving or Steph Curry okay. or KD. Yeah. All, all three. Answer. Yeah, all three great players. Um, my last question for you, kind of a kind of a personal but serious question. What's the best advice that you've ever been given? The best advice? Mm-hmm. There's so many, to be honest. Uh, I would say the one best advice, I, 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 can't, I can't even remember – his name. I remember, you know, I, I used to play at this park, but I used to see him, you know, the kind of person you see every time, but you don't know who it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this guy, I was at the park, and I was playing with my older brother and his friends. You know, they were like three years older than me, and I was playing with them. I was losing, and I was crying. I was crying. I was crying, and he said, look, I went, I was on the bench, and he said, he said, don't let, don't, don't let, any, don't let anybody tell you you can't do anything. And I think that was the biggest thing that everybody, someone said to me. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do anything. I love it. At the end of the day, it's you that's got to believe it. You know, if someone yeah. else doesn't believe it for you, hey, it's it's not their life to live. You know, so I respect that. I, t- I took that. I took that to heart. And then since that moment, anything I want to do, I'm gonna do it. I love it. Uh, now you talked about before for my last question. You said no one on the Pacers could beat you, but my last question: Who would give you the toughest battle? On the Pacers, one on one. You look so disgusted. Nah, I'm trying. I'm, try, I'm trying to think because I mean, I, I I almost beat everybody. You know, like uh, one one guy you might not think is TJ McConnell. Really, he's always Yo. been sneaky. And it's not even because like you know he's stronger. It's just because he doesn't stop. You know, defensively he's gonna be there and. 
I mean, his his mid range. I don't, I I've seen him once. I seen him miss his mid his, his midi once, and that was the only time. And I missed, and I and I said, "Yo, TJ, you missed that over there." And he said, <laughs> "He said I'm human, man." Yeah, I was like, man, hell no. Nah. But I, I would say TJ McConnell. I love that. I don't think anyone was really fully expecting that. Just like you mentioned, you know, you would think maybe it's like, okay, someone going to say, you know, more of like a like a pure score type of player. But McConnell, that's a great answer. I mean, I'm almost just like I said, I beat everybody on the team, so someone had to potentially almost come close. So I respect your McConnell answer there. Yeah. It wasn't Coach Pargo. We know that. Man, JP lying. <laughs> yeah, oh, lying. man. I do have I do have one more question because we do know about your infamous workout with the Pacers and the pre-draft process where you came back and wanted to you know accomplish that shooting drill and Chad Buchanan came on our podcast and, and explained it in detail how everything went down. What makes you you know what gives you that drive to be that determined to win like just the littlest of drills or things like that? Like it just it sets you apart from so many other players that just don't seem to have that will to win at everything. Uh, man, I just want to be the best, to be honest. I mean, I in everything, in everything I did uh, in life, whether we're playing speed, I want, I want to keep playing until I win. But um, you know, just everything in life, I just always wanted to be the best, and I feel like that's, you know, it's it works, it, it worked out pretty well for me, you know, my whole life, so. Duffy is who I am today. Hey, that type of mentality could carry you a long way. So I'm, I'm excited for that. You clearly want to be great. Hey, and it's showing. Year one was awesome. Year two, can't wait. Ben, I really appreciate you coming on our show. We're so excited for this season. As we wrap up, my last thing, we going to the playoffs this year or what? Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Man, appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Best, best of luck this season. For sure. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. You wanted to hear from Benedict Matherin, and you got to hear from him. And I thought all the confidence that he came with, Flatchy, was just absolutely fantastic. We talked about it in the pre-interview conversation, but just hearing him talk about some of the matchups that he went up against, nobody being able to beat him on the team in one-on-one, McConnell being as tough as matchup. I mean, this is some interesting stuff. You don't you don't always hear this. No, it really was. And that Ben's an aspiring baker. Yeah. I, I had no idea. I would have never guessed it. But it sounds like you know, he's really putting in the work in the kitchen as well as on the court. So that was fun to hear. Just the stories that he was you know giving you a peek behind the scenes. Man, it, it's just awesome. And I love how he was really saying this is a hungry group. They're coming in there really looking to compete. And then I had to ask him at the end. I had to say that we make him the playoffs or what? And his yeah. answer sounded pretty confident to me. So I think we might have some postseason basketball in our near future. I, I totally agree with that. I think that this is going to be an awesome season for the Pacers. Everyone seems excited about the additions they made, and Bruce Brown will be topping. And you know what? I think Ben's really happy he won't have rookie duties next year because 
he was already talking about, yep, Ben, Jairus, we want them donuts at practice. So it's uh, it just makes you mad, though, if you think about it. These guys can just eat donuts left and right. It doesn't bother them, and they don't gain any weight. I mean, they probably burn so many calories all the time. Oh, yeah. But it's just great to to hear from the players and, and that thing. So I, uh, I appreciate Ben's camp getting that set up for us, and I think this is going to be an awesome second year for Benedict. Man, it really is. And, and he was even raving about Andrew Nemhart. I just feel like both players, we got a great rookie class coming in. We have maybe an even better one that's going to their sophomore year. I'm just really excited about the internal development of this team. Because he was saying, hey, watch out for Andrew Nemhart because he is coming. People still underrating him. It just sounds like across the board, there's a lot to be excited about, about this Indiana Pacers team. And training camp is physically right around the corner. Yeah, media day is next week, so you'll get to hear from all the Pacer players and what they have to say when they get interviewed by the local media and maybe some national people, but you never know who's going to show up. But I think it's an exciting time to be a Pacer fan. They're getting some love nationally. But with that being said, Fachi, go ahead and let all of the Setting the Pace listeners know where they can find us at on social media. Absolutely. So you can find us on Twitter at Setting the Pace 3. You can find Alex on Twitter at AlexGoldenMBA. I can be found on Twitter at underscore F-A-C-C-I. You can find us on Instagram at Pacers Talk. You can find us on Facebook, Setting the Pace. You can find us on TikTok at Setting the Pace. And Alex, tell them where they can check us out on YouTube. Ladies and gentlemen, go to youtube.com slash Setting the Pace, a Pacers podcast. Make sure you subscribe. We're going to have more video content out for you this season as we're going to continue to revamp that. So I just want to encourage everyone, yeah, we haven't made that jump yet, but it's in the works. So thank you all so much for supporting us. But Faji, if you're excited to see what Matherin does in year two, then hit me with those three words. Let's go Pacers! Setting the pace, going to the top. Setting the pace, going to the top. This is your number one podcast. Sweeping every team. We gonna need a mop. Smooth. Mother's Day is almost here. And you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.